G'day, Patrick Stack here. Did you see that the AFL landed a new broadcast deal? It's worth $4.5 billion. Should buy a lot of Sharon's. We're looking at that on today's Sport Daily. Our gift to Roy and HG subscribers. If you like the pod, go over to our feed and follow for more stories on a whole range of issues. Cheers. This is an ABC podcast. Footy is the greatest game in the world. We have the best broadcast partners. And our announcement today is the biggest partnership in the history of Australian sport. This week, an ego of executives gathered, exquisitely dressed, to congratulate each other and indeed congratulate Aussie rules fans on the news of a seven-year, $4.5 billion broadcast deal. For simplistic journalists like me, it's easy to sum up the entire story in those four words, $4.5 billion. The number tells a story. It's only part of it. This deal underpins the AFL's entire business model. It will impact how you watch Aussie rules. It will impact, at times, if you can watch Aussie rules. There's a thought for you. The flow and impacts for code expansion, broadcasters and other sports are far-reaching. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. John Stensholt writes about business and sport and often the intersection of the two for the Australian. He's won a few awards over the journey doing so. John, a record deal for the AFL through to the end of 2031. Is it as simple as supply and demand? Was it just the hunger of Channel 10 and Paramount Plus and then Channel 9 that ensured the AFL got so much cash from Foxtel and Seven? Well, the AFL had high expectations of themselves, but they exceeded them, I think. So, absolutely, yeah, competition definitely helps. If you can't draw up competition for your broadcast rights or for any product, really, you're going to struggle to uh, to get what you want for them. Uh, in this case, the AFL identified pretty early on that 10 Paramount could be, you know, could be a real serious contender. They kept nine around as well, even though nine have NRL rights. And obviously, they had the incumbents of seven uh, slash Foxtel as well. So... Put all three in the mix together and all three recognise just how valuable AFL rights are and you, you, you've really had a bidding war, which doesn't happen a lot these days in Australian sport, but it certainly happened this time. And, yeah, uh, competition helps and it really, really helped the AFL. The total agreement we are announcing today with our broadcast partners covers seven seasons from season 2025 until the end of 2031 season and will deliver football a financial return of $4.5 billion. Foxtel and Seven have really pushed themselves to the brink. They've really extended here. And given that outlay, they're going to want to drive eyeballs. And in case of Foxtel, subscriptions. So what do you think that's going to mean overall for football fans? Oh, look, Mikao, Foxtel streaming service, has a lot of subscribers already. So it's also a matter of keeping the subscribers you've already got. That's vitally important. So if you lose the AFL, such a big ticket sport, you're going to lose subscribers. So you've got to keep the ones you've got in the first place. And as you say, keep growing. So, look, there'll be some nuances to it. There'll be some uh, a few more matches, I suspect, behind paywalls in markets that traditionally aren't very strong for Foxtel, like your, your Western Australias and South Australias and so on, even, even New South Wales and Queensland, although they are rugby league strong states and, and a lot of Foxtel subscribers are there already. But, yeah, Foxtel want uh, as many existing subscribers to stay on as possible and they want more too. And, and that's why they're prepared to pay so much money for what is a premium product. And, yeah, there will be more, more matches behind paywalls. But, I mean, to be fair, the AFL did say there's still going to be just as many or, you know, a lot of uh, games on free-to-air, sport, uh, free-to-air television as well. And importantly, this announcement means we'll have at least the same number of free-to-air games <coughs> on the Seven Network. It seems to be quite interesting that Foxtel are going to have exclusive rights to a, a Saturday football 
for the first eight rounds of the competition each year. That seems like a quite a shift culturally in terms of going behind a paywall. Do you think that that sort of, I guess, denotes a real sort of change in the landscape? Well, it's something that Foxhills had with the NRL for a long, long time now. They have a Super Saturday where there's, you know, two, three matches every Saturday uh, with NRL. And, yeah, they absolutely wanted to replicate that with, with AFL. But as you said, it's only for the first eight rounds. Now, they clearly wanted it for the entire season. They didn't quite get there with that. So there was, uh, I suppose, uh, seven and the AFL did mitigate that, in inverted commas, a bit and kept, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, well, Saturdays as the season goes on with at least some free-to-air presence. So Foxhill didn't quite get what they wanted. They did get somewhat of a shift. And, yeah, look, it, it, it kicks off the season for them very well. So a lot of subscribers will sign on at the start of a season. Clearly, they've given them they've got the first couple of months, that eight rounds, and that's a good way for them to, to promote the product to subscribers potentially. So, yeah, it's a win for them. It's not quite the win they wanted in full, but certainly, uh, you know, it certainly goes a long way to creating that Super Saturday for them to start with, definitely. 4.5 billion buys a whole lot of security. What do you think it's going to mean for expansion teams and expansion markets and indeed expansion leagues like the AFLW? Well, already the AFL have been outspooking you know, after the, the deal was done this week that uh, you know it, they'll be able to pour more money into grassroots uh, Australian rules football, which is really vital, right? I mean, you've got to keep that pipeline of talent coming through and you've got to pe- keep people interested in the game. You have to uh, be able to fund or at least help fund uh, with government support, you know, a lot more facilities for females, AFLW, definitely. To invest in facilities for AFLW, women and girls, chamber rooms and grounds, to help your local club be the best it can be. Now, Gillian McLaughlin, the AFL CEO, did stop short of saying the AFLW could be a full-time professional league, uh, you know, during the, the, the term of the of the broadcast deal. But, look, yeah, more resources for AFLW. And uh, as, uh, you know, many football fans are, are wondering too, will, will this mean finally that uh, there's a Tasmanian team that potentially could join the AFL in a few years' time. On Tasmania, um, we're optimistic of reaching some uh, agreement with the, the Tasmanian government and we will then go to our presidents and their boards and clubs in the, in the coming weeks. Now, there is, I suppose, probably some sort of clause or consideration for another team in the competition. It doesn't bring an extra match every week, but there is a, you know, an extra market, I suppose, a small market television-wise, Tasmania, but it will generate more interest. So, yeah, there's more money to be spent, uh, but there's certainly a lot of mouths to feed in the AFL too. They do a lot, uh, but I guess there'll be more for for everyone too. What about the impact for other sports? Cricket Australia is coming to the end of its broadcast deal with Channel 7. It's also locked in a bit of a legal battle with that that same network. What could it mean for, for cricket in this country? Well, it shows, firstly, that the AFL is by far the premium television product for the broadcasters. So it's the AFL first, Daylight second. Uh, yeah, cricket are coming to the market. Look, at an interesting time. They're, they're, in, they're already fighting with their incumbent broadcaster on the opening after a few years, which is not a great look for either party, I think. Yeah, I don't think it's appropriate to talk about cricket today. We've been very clear in terms of where we sit with them. But I would point out with the AFL, we have never at any point had an issue. AFL has always delivered on their contract. Probably shows, firstly, that uh, Seven are clearly going to stick with the AFL. Uh, now, cricket, maybe Channel 10 will come along and, uh, you know, they've they had a lot of money to spend on AFL. Maybe they will uh, look to spend it on cricket. So, you know, Channel 9 might be interested again as well. So, look, I mean, again, it's a matter for cricket to get that competition going between bidders. Don't, don't forget that cricket is also an international game. So they get a lot of money from India at the moment, for example. They've just signed a huge new broadcast deal with Indian broadcasters. So 
The domestic market is very, very important, but it's not the be-all and end-all for cricket. Having said that, uh, it's not quite the crown jewel that it was once upon a time. The big bash has sort of you know, come off in the ratings and, uh, and, and general interest, I think, amongst uh, sports fans. So, look, it'll be, it won't be easy for cricket, but if they can get some competition going, I think they might surprise some people. You touch on Channel 10 um, and their desire to land a big fish. Given that they now find themselves without a, a partnership with any of the three major codes in Australia, does it seem like the next logical step is that they go all in on cricket? Yeah, cricket and also tennis. So the Australian Open rights uh, you know, will be in the market in next year as well. Channel 9 have got uh, you know early on to January 2023 we go into, then, the, then it's got one more year after that. So that's when you know, sporting bodies generally try to look you know, for deals, you know, around definitely in that last year uh, before it expires and sometimes even before then. So I think now the AFL's out of the way, you know, Tennis Australia will definitely be out in the market. And that's a really, really uh, important product. I mean, it's only two weeks really uh, of the year, the Australian Open each, you know, late January, but it's two vital weeks and the broadcasters love it. It's just continuity, you know, of ratings every single night for two weeks. If you get a Nick Kyrgios going, uh, then it's, you know, huge ratings, uh, you know, any Australian hopes are always rate very well. Look, uh, there's no Ash Barty doesn't necessarily help tennis in the short term. But again, if there's competition, maybe Channel 10 you know, stick their hands up, Channel 9 want to keep it. Channel 7 might want to go from cricket to tennis. So again, if you if you create competition amongst broadcasters, you, you, you might end up getting more than what your sport is <laughs> potentially worth and what you think you might get. Finally, rugby league. Peter Vlandis has been keen to sort of stoke the fire in terms of code wars in recent years. He's often used, you know, big press conference, conference moments to sort of zero in on Gil McLaughlin and the AFL. In re- realistically, we only came to a conclusion this afternoon. So we wanted to give it to a city that needs a major football event. And that's why we've gone with Melbourne. Just kidding. <laughs> Greetings, Gil, if you're watching. How do you think the National Rugby League would be feeling about this deal compared to their agreement? I think they might have some questions for Channel 9 management, given that uh, Channel 9 lobbed a bid of you know, $550-odd million annually, uh, which may well have even seen them considering uh, you know, ditching Rugby League in a couple of years' time and going all in on AFL. I mean, I think they'd be... I'd suggest Peter would probably ask a couple of questions of nine, and uh, and nine players have always been always already been pretty voluble on social media, asking you know why didn't they, why didn't their sport get get a good deal as well? Uh, look, yeah, for now, rugby league's probably been left behind a little bit, but you know their their contracts expire in 2027, just not too far away, so you know there'll be intense competition for them again. And maybe, maybe the AFL deal by 2031, which is a long, long time away, and who knows how we're you know, consuming sport broadcasting-wise by then, it might end up looking like a bit of a cheap deal for those broadcasters. So the tide could switch again. John, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Headlines. Nick Kyrgios is out of the US Open following an enthralling five-set loss to Russian weapon and Liam Hemsworth clone, Karen Kashinov, who played absolutely out of his mind. The pair actually had a bit of a Twitter feud a couple of years back, so it was, as the kids say, spicy.
The news is also bad for Isla Tomlanovic. Her run came to an end at the hands of fifth seed Ons Jabeur. It's been a good year, though. Two Grand Slam quarterfinals. Big things to come. The heat is rising on Matilda's coach, Tony Gustafsson, after another defeat to Canada. He's well-spoken, he's affable, he has glistening teeth and gleaming Nike high tops. But he does lose a lot with the Australian team. The ethos of his tenure has been to trust the process. We are trying. And the clock is ticking toward the 2023 World Cup. We all want to be winners. And I, I think if we can have that hope and faith in this team that come World Cup, we, we will be winners. Aaron Finch continues to struggle at the top of the order for Australia in the cricket. In case you missed it, and I think a few may have, the Aussies knocked over New Zealand in a one-sided one-day international in Cairns. Cam Green was the star, 89 not out from 92 rocks. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. The broadcast will have a big impact on AFLW and women's footy in general, and Sam Lane and Shani Norder will definitely be picking that apart in their podcast. It's called The W, which stands for wonderful. Not really, but you get the idea. Go and subscribe already. Why are you still here? Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.